Oh, no. 
minutes after 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nachum Siegel. Welcome to a Tuesday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program.
hard to fathom that the Rebbeinu Shalala needs one more tear, even one more tear. After all the tears that we've cried. But if indeed he needs one more tear, with your permission, I ask him, Kachet Shalim.
Avramo, that's Avram Freed from the Hass 26 double CD, Kach S. Shali, here on a JM in the AM Tuesday morning broadcast. Before that, you heard Shlomo Simcha with Kiva Karas as we get ready for the high holidays. Believe it or not, a week from tomorrow night is the brand new year. Avram Rosenblum, When the Messiah Comes, off of the Yes Legacy. Yumi Lowy and Avas Hashem, you heard Bench, brand new Avramo from a CD entitled Amachaya. Check that out, it just came out. Samach release. It's called the Machaya, and that's Avram Freed. And Regesh, of course, Modaani opening things up as we say good morning. Well, tomorrow at this time, we'll be in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. Our 5774 New Year's celebration is happening at the grand opening of Cedar Market, uh, which is located at 646 Cedar Lane. In Teaneck, New Jersey, we will be there between 6 and 9 a.m. with a JM in the AM Wednesday morning edition, one week before the brand new year. I am told there will be free honey for everybody who shows up. After all, we want everyone to have a sweet new year. So I'll be giving away while supplies last. And uh, we'll come to Bergen County and... Um, and say hi to everybody. That's tomorrow morning between 6 and 9 a.m. Make sure you, uh, make sure you come on down. If you can't, make sure you tune in for all the action right here at JM in the AM. It's a Tuesday on this 27th of August, the 21st of Elul, 73 degrees, 83% humidity, winds west 
at 11 miles per hour. Morning clouds, afternoon sun, and a high temperature of 84. Then tonight, partly cloudy, low 71. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, a high temperature, 83 degrees. Yushalayim, Tel Aviv, Haifa, everybody at 86. A lot at 95. We're at 73 here. In Jersey City, as we say good morning at JM in the AM. New York City mayoral candidate Christine Quinn, who has picked up some uh, very significant endorsements, if, if you're a believer in print media still, then uh, certainly they're significant. Uh, she joins us 7.05 this morning after our news from Israel here at JM in the AM. Uh, later on, David Cutler, the NCSY has already announced early registration for the summer programs next year. The Israel summer programs, we'll talk about that coming up. Lobo's supposed to check in. This is the time of year where Lobo tries to convince the audience that his team had the most amazing season in the OBBL, so he'll be checking in later today. (laughs) And and, uh, Rabbi Ezra Bick has a brand new book. It's actually a book that's been out, but now it's been translated into English. It's entitled, In His Mercy, Understanding the 13 Midotes. The 13 Attributes of God. We speak to Rabbi Bick in the 8 o'clock hour. should be a very interesting conversation. The book available on the Magid label from Corin Publishers. And we will discuss it coming up as we get closer and closer to um, the 13 Attributes. Because as many of you know, in the Ashkenazi community, the centerpiece of our Slichos service, which begins this coming Sunday morning, are in fact the 13 attributes he writes about them, and we will discuss them with him uh, coming up in the 8 o'clock hour right here at JM in the AM. Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nahum Siegel. Jewish Radio World with Nahum Siegel. On Twitter at Nahum Siegel Net, at Nahum Siegel Net. By the way, rumors are flying, and I mean flying. As I walk in the streets, I see them whizzing by. Rumors are flying that Eitan Katz might be paying a live music alert visit to us on Labor Day. Rumor has it on Labor Day, Monday, Eitan Katz will be live in this studio at JM in the AM. That is the rumor. It is unconfirmed. As soon as we can confirm, we'll certainly pass that information along to you. That is a significant piece of information. Uh, who doesn't love a great live performance from Eitan Katz? So rumor has it that Monday, Labor Day, he might be joining us right here. At JM in the AM. More coming up at 91.1 FM, 90.1 FM in the Catskills, Rockland County at 91.9 FM. Around the world on the web, JM in the AM.org.
since I rode in your limo. It's been a long time since I drank with Pinto. It's been a long time since I sang to ya. It's been a long time since I said hallelujah. But those that
Dov Hendler with S.I.N.I. Simcha Leiner and Birchas Habanim. Benny Friedman's Vavio. Sim David Gabe with Bain Ha'ulam. Eighth day had uh, been a long time from the Brooklyn CD here at JM and the AM. Galitzal in the background. News from Israel is coming up. It's a Tuesday on this 27th of August and the 21st of Elul. Tomorrow morning, we are live from Cedar Market in Teaneck, New Jersey, as we invade Bergen County for the, and I mean the, JM and the AM New Year's celebration with the year 5774, fast approaching. Come on down, everybody, not just for uh, free honey, but for uh, an amazing morning of great radio. Come on down and see what's happening at Cedar Market as JM and the AM comes to Bergen County on Cedar Lane tomorrow between 6 and 9. Looking forward to it. Should be a lot of fun. Make sure to come on down and say hi. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmtheam.org. Last night had the... Uh, Pleasure of hosting the Jewish Press Mayoral Forum with the three major Republican candidates. A very interesting conversation, I must say, on a lot of uh, varied topics. Uh, my thanks to the Borough Park Y. My thanks to the Jewish Press. It was really interesting. Christine Quinn, New York City uh, Council Speaker and the uh, candidate for mayor of the city of New York is going to be joining us in the 7 o'clock hour. Lobo is supposed to check in later on. David Cutler will check in. Because uh, the NCSY summer programs in Israel for 2014 have opened registration. I'm not kidding. We'll talk about those coming up here at JMNAM. Rabbi Ezra Bick, the brand new book is called In His Mercy. In the 8 o'clock hour, he'll join us. A book about the 13 attributes of God. It is now in English. He'll join us. It's a um, Magid release on the uh, Koran Publishers, under the Koran Publishers umbrella. And we will discuss that. Uh, his brand new book coming up right here at JM in the AM. Follow us on Facebook, Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel. It's Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. is actually a uh, an update picture on Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel from last night's mayoral debate. Um, you'll see all the um, all the different candidates there. And if you go to Miriam Wallach's page on Facebook, you'll see other interesting things that went on or that were on last night during the Republican mayoral debate. JM in the AM. Morning clouds, afternoon sun, a high of 84. Galitzal, Israel Army Radio, 2 p.m. newscast. Scheduled next here at JM in the AM. Galitzal Online. Shumim. Roim. Koreim. Mechamim. Vachshav. Mikelsim. Tumim Ishim. Shil Anshay Galitzal. GLZ. Nikudasiom. Nikudayel. Menishemis. We say Bokerto from JM in the AM.
כל דבר שקורה באזור עליו לשרת את האינטרסים של ישראל, לכן תוקפנות אמריקנית תשרת לפני הכל את האינטרס הישראלי. במסיבת עיתונאים אמר שר החוץ הסורי וואליד אל-מועלם כי ישראל וארצות הברית מעוניינות בהמשך האלימות בסוריה. מועלם שיבח את מוסקבה המתנגדת לתקיפה של משטר אסד. במקביל לכוננות בינלאומית גבוהה לקראת תקיפה בסוריה, בריטניה מבהירה עדיין לא התקבלה החלטה סופית בנושא. רון כלף ראש ממשלת בריטניה קמרון הודיע כי ארצו שוקלת תגובה מתאימה לתקיפות הכימיות בסוריה וכי כל החלטה תתקבל במסגרת בינלאומית. במקביל שגרירת ארצות הברית באום פאוור האשימה ישירות את ממשל אסד במתקפה הכימית. מן הצד השני של המתרס, סין ואיראן הצטרפו לרוסיה שקרא להימנע ממתקפה בעלת השלכות הרות אסון. בתוך כך סוכנות הידיעות הסורית הרשמית סאנה פרסמה הודעה לפיה מזכיר המדינה האמריקני ג'ון קרי שיקר באומרו כי ישן הוכחות של שימוש אצלנו ראש הממשלה נתניהו יכנס את שרי הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני לדיון בנושא, טרם נקבע מועד לישיבה הזו. חבר הקבינט המדיני-ביטחוני, השר נפתלי בנט, קרא לקהילה הבינלאומית להתערב בנעשה בסוריה. לא יכול להיות שפחות מ-100 קילומטר מישראל רוצחים ילדים בגזים, ואנחנו ניתן לעולם לשתוק או להתעלם. במקביל וללא קשר לאירועים בסוריה, ייפתח היום ברמת הגולן תרגיל בן יומיים של כוחות הביטחון וההצלה, טל עברן. התרגיל החל בשעות הקרובות ומדובר באימון שתוכנן מראש ולא קשור להתפתחויות האחרונות בסוריה. התרגיל יקחו חלק כוחות לוחמים וגופי הצלה השונים, ותורגש תנועה ערה של רכבי הצלה על הכבישים, וישמעו גם קולות נפץ. שנת הלימודים רק נפתחה וכבר תאונה בבית ספר, 34 תלמידים מתיכון בסכנין הועברו לבדיקה רפואית בבית החולים רמב״ם, לאחר שבפעילות במעבדה נפלה מבחנה שהכילה כספית והתפזרה על הרצפה, מסר כתבנו בחיפה קובי מנדל. מזג האוויר, עלייה קלה בטמפרטורות ולסיום פחות מעשר שעות לגמר האח הגדול. בתוכניתנו בילוי היום עם גידי אורשר, שמענו את אסי עזר. אני רוצה לשחזר את הרגע הזה בעונה הראשונה כששיפרה זכתה, ואני הייתי משוכנע שבוגל יזכה, וכל הזמן נפלה לי הלסת, ונורא בא לי לשחזר את החוויה הזאת עוד פעם. יהיה מאוד מרגש בדקה האחרונה הזאת, כששני האחרונים או שתי האחרונות ישבו שם. אלה החדשות שעורכת דנה צוק. חמש למקרא, בין עשר למשנה, שלוש עשרה למצוות, חמש עשרה לגמרא, שמונה עשרה לחופה, בין עשרים לרדוף, בין שלושים לכוח, בין ארבעים לבינה, בין חמישים לעצה. בין שישים לזקנה, בין שבעים לשיבה, בין שמונים לגבורות, בין תשעים לסוח, בין מאה. כי לא פה בטל ואבר מן העולם. Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da
חמש למקרא, בין עשר למשנה, שלוש עשרה למצוות. Shame in the AM. Yitzchak Fuchs with that very interesting version of Ben Chamesh here at JMVA. Tuesday morning on this 27th of August, 21st of Elul. Tomorrow we invade Bergen County, our big New Year's celebration. A week early, but our big New Year's celebration for 5774 takes place tomorrow morning at Cedar Market on Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. Join us, folks. We keep hearing about how amazing Bergen County is when it comes to uh, listening to JM in the AM. Uh, so come on out, enjoy the show, get your free honey for the brand new year, and um, get ready for a lot of excitement there on Cedar Lane. Uh, well, the New York City Council speaker is, of course, Christine Quinn, a, a candidate for mayor of the city of New York, and joins us live via telephone on a Tuesday here at JM in the AM. Christine Quinn, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you very much. Great to speak with you. Well, in the old days, somebody who walks away with the endorsement of the Daily News, New York Post, and New York Times during an era where print media really dominated, I guess you would have this entire thing wrapped up already. How does it feel in 2013 to have those three major endorsements? Well, look, it's certainly uh, gratifying. It's an honor. It's it's kind of humbling, but uh, you know, it's not over till it's over. Nothing guarantees anything uh, in politics or in life, for that matter. So it's uh, two weeks from today, and then three weeks after that will be the runoff, and it's going to be a a race to the end to get every single vote that's out there. Is there a way? And I'm just so curious uh, from your perspective to to sum up how social media and the whole digital thing has just changed things in this whole process? Well, I mean, it's changed things tremendously. I mean, and we've seen it, you know, we saw it in the presidential elections and then more and more in every election since then. I mean, we we used to talk about, you know, a 24-hour news cycle. It's a 24-second news cycle now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The ability to get stuff out there and people would kind of wait to see what was in the paper. That that doesn't exist anymore. Stuff is changing kind of at lightning speed and the ability to get your message out and then to have to respond to other people's messages, it happens just second after second. It's very different than it used to be. Now, the exciting thing is the real opportunity to be in conversation with people and connect with people. And, you know, there's blogs on different issues, tons of different issues, the real ability also to get out to folks exactly what your vision is for education or your your record in education or your my vision for building 40,000 new uh, housing units for moderate and middle-income people. You know, there's blogs just on that issue, you know, of housing. It must be difficult, especially when speaking about housing, safety, and all these different sensitive issues in New York City. It must be difficult to... Um, uh, to uh, to come up with a plan that is both um, a, a lofty one because you want a plan to have you know a certain dream to it and at the same time being a realistic one. Well, look, I think that that obviously you know that that is a challenge, but but you hit the nail on the head. You want plans that are responsive to the needs of New Yorkers and have a vision that's going to help address those problems, address those issues, make them better. 
But look, at the end of the day, if all they are is words, that's not really going to help people. And one of the things I was really most uh, gratified by in the newspapers is the fact that they recognize that I'm someone who does think big but gets things done. And that I'm someone who has always put out plans that were, were doable and implementable and made things better. And that's exactly, you know, what I'm going to do as mayor is make sure we build 40,000 new middle-income housing units across the city so we can deal with the reality of how expensive New York is now, not just for low-income people, but for moderate and middle-income people as well. And I've found the $300 million a year in the budget we need. We'll have to do it for over the next 10 years to get that done. New York City Council Speaker Christine Quinn with us live via telephone on this Tuesday morning. Um, you mentioned that the election is uh, the primary, Democratic primary, is two weeks from today. Uh, at this point, you probably could tell us more than I can how many different Jewish neighborhoods there are in New York City. <laughs> lot, you've, been, you've been everywhere at this point. Is there any way for you to judge if there's enough passion, enough interest, that there will be a large turnout from our community? Oh, I absolutely think there will be a large turnout from the Jewish community. There is not a doubt in my mind. And I've seen the interest and the attention and the concern just growing and growing over the months that we uh, have been campaigning. And certainly issues of, of the need for, for more housing is something I hear a great deal of when I'm out in the Jew- Jewish community. Issues of concerns around child care and real support for what we've done in the city council around keeping vouchers in the budget so lower-income families would have the ability to send their children uh, uh, to child care is something I hear a lot of concern about and a lot of gratitude that we were able to address that in the city council. I've got to tell you, I've mean, got to give a shout-out to my colleague, Councilmember David Greenfield. People have been very grateful to the work we've done around getting rid of the gotcha parking ticket. Right. Uh, and I promise as mayor we're going to put a further end to that and also really cut back on all of the over-fining of small businesses across the city and restaurants in the Jewish community were an enormous part of a very successful effort we just conducted, because I'm not going to wait till I'm mayor to get things done. We're going to reduce restaurant fines by $10 million to help make sure restaurants can keep money in the cash register and in their workers' paychecks. Is Greenfield the only uh, city council member that's a workaholic, or they're all like that? <laughs> he is definitely top of the list uh, on that, but there are a lot of workaholics in the city council, but uh, you pegged David Greenfield correctly. No question about that. Uh, you know that a lot of people in our community are very concerned with what they uh, regard as uh, a lost opportunity by the city council. The city council blew it when it came to stop and frisk. Are you uh, getting a lot of criticism from our folks out there in our community when it comes to the most recent city council actions on that issue? No, I wouldn't say criticism. I, I think, you know, there's certainly a conversation going on in all of the communities in New York City right now about stop and frisk. And one of the great things about New Yorkers is they want to have a conversation. So when I tell New Yorkers, they actually shouldn't at all be worried about having independent police monitoring. And I am really proud of the fact that I, with my colleagues in the council, overrode the veto of the independent police monitoring bill and that we will have permanent monitoring of the police department because the fact is those who say that that's going to make us less safe, that's not true. The year after they put monitoring in place in Los Angeles, crime went down 30 
3%. And when crime was going down most quickly in New York City, stops were much, much, much lower. And in the first part of this year, stops have gone down by the hundreds of thousands. So has murder. So the assertion that this is going to make us less safe, I really want your listeners to know the facts don't bear that out. This is a way to keep us the safest big city in America without violating people's civil liberties. We can be both of those things, do both of those things. You mentioned the runoff earlier. Uh, are, are you just preparing for it, or you think that it's an inevitability? I, you know, I think with this many people in the race, a runoff is an inevitability. I always have. I mean, you just have so many folks in the race, uh, seven or so candidates overall. I just think it's a mathematical reality. Is there a camaraderie between the major candidates at all at this point? Is just spending so much time together, or it's just the opposite? <laughs> well, you know, in the beginning or, or earlier in the race when there were, you know, at a hundred million forums. <laughs> we're spending almost uh, every evening together, probably more than with our family. As the forum uh, forums have kind of begun to to decrease, we're just seeing each other less. And that's it. So I guess uh, now everybody's on their own, pounding on the pavement. Own, uh, right, right. What's now? What's today's schedule? What neighborhoods? What communities? What boroughs will you find yourself in today? Uh, probably close to all of them. I was in absolutely all of them uh, yesterday. I know I'm uh, going to start off uh, after talking to you over uh, on the east side of Manhattan by Stuyvesant Town. I'm uptown in Manhattan later on. I'm going out to Queens for a big uh, chunk of the day. Also, um, So it's not unusual that you do all five in a typical day. You know, it's not unusual at all, not unusual. You definitely, in almost every given day, are in uh, three, uh, absolutely, and sometimes four or five. Well, Christine Quinn, I thank you for joining us. I, I, I recall with... Uh with um, a great fondness, uh, the early days. We were first introduced, you may recall, by our good friend Simcha Felder many, many years Absolutely. ago. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. I just saw Simcha recently at the street renaming for Yosef Robinson, and it was great to get to see him at that uh, you know, sad but important event. Yeah, it's been a long road, and uh, I'll tell you, with these endorsements, people are watching you very carefully. I'm sure you've gotten reaction from all around the country after this past <laughs> weekend. Absolutely, and if I could just, I want to wish you and all of your uh, listeners a very, very happy uh, New Year. I appreciate that. I would invite you to the big celebration tomorrow, but it's in New Jersey. Nobody there can vote for you. What can I tell you? I can't be going to New Jersey right now. <laughs> That's for sure. Thank you so much, and a happy, healthy, sweet New Year. Christine Quinn is New York City Council Speaker running for Mayor of the City of New York. Picked up a lot of significant endorsements this weekend, to say the least. And uh, thank you for joining us here at JM in the M. She's been a guest of ours before and has been a, a good friend, I must say, uh, over the years for all of us here at JM in the M. 73 degrees, morning clouds, afternoon sun, a high temperature of 84. Plenty more coming up. We will check in with David Cutler, who is, um, believe it or not, has already announced the beginning of registration for the 2014 OU Israel Summer Programs. We'll talk about that coming up. And uh, Rabbi Ezra Bick has a brand new book. It's now in English. Actually, the book was in Hebrew years ago. Now it's in English, brand new, called In His Mercy. Uh, Corin Magid release. We'll discuss that in the 8 o'clock hour coming up right here at JM in the AM.
a.m. in the a.m. Uh, Habitas done by Shlomi Kaufman before that shall show us had uh, Chaz Day on a uh, Tuesday morning. J.M. in the a.m. Don't forget tomorrow it's our big Rosh Hashanah brand new year celebration coming up. It'll be happening at uh, Cedar Market at 646 Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey between 6 and 9. Come on by and say hi everybody. Uh, it should be a lot of fun as Bergen County serves as the base of our big Rosh Hashanah brand new year's celebration. And we are uh, very much looking forward to it. it. should be a lot of fun. Free honey. That's right. Thank you, Cedar Market, giving out free honey to everybody who shows up because they want everyone to have a happy, healthy, sweet new year. Simple as that. <laughs> so that will be happening tomorrow as well, so keep that in mind and get set to enjoy. Um, seven thirty on a Tuesday. Rabbi David Goldwasser's words: Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with morning chizuk. Good morning. We're going to be continuing our series on Elul. The great Goyin Rav Shach once explained the pasuk: "Einoid Movadoi, There is none other than Him. It means that however far a man may be from his Creator, he is still very close to Him. We learn in the Yalkut concerning the snare, the burning bush, that Moshe said, Let me turn to see. Our Chachomim are telling us that when Moshe Rabbeinu turned to see, he was involved in the act of drawing closer to Hashem. This made him worthy of receiving prophecy. Hashem's presence fills the entire universe. Exactly how much Moshe turned in the direction of the voice isn't really important. To be worthy of prophecy, he only had to show the desire to come closer to Hashem. Once he demonstrated this, Rabbi Yochanan said he walked three steps. Reish Lokish said he merely inclined his head, and that was sufficient. And Hashem immediately revealed himself to Moshe. We also learn in the Yalkut about Lamnatzeach Libnei Korach, something good has stirred in my heart. Although the sons of Korah could not confess with their mouths, the feelings of tshuva, the repentance stirred in their hearts, and they were accepted by Hashem. They couldn't say Shira because of the gates of Gehenim that were opened and the fires were ablaze around them. Think of it for a moment. The sons of Korah had sunk to the lowest depths. They had fallen to the seventh level of Gehenim. The fire ranged all around them. They couldn't even speak, but in their hearts stirred a great inspiration. They longed to repent and to be near to Hashem. Hashem accepted them. As the Torah tells us, The sons of Korach did not die. However far a person is strayed from Hashem, he is still exceedingly close. Einoid Milvado. Hashem encompasses the whole of creation, and therefore we need only to have our hearts yearn to be close to Hashem, and then our tshuva will be accepted. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day.
a.m. in the a.m. A little chauffeur blowing on this Tuesday morning broadcast. Again, tomorrow, don't forget, our big New Year's celebration happening at the Cedar Market, 646 Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey, from their big official grand opening. We'll celebrate the brand new year. Free honey. They want everybody to have a sweet new year. Free honey from our friends at Cedar Market. We thank them. We come to Bergen County tomorrow. Make sure to join us. Here at JM in the AM. Rumor flying that Aton Katz will be doing some live music on Labor Day here at JM in the AM. Lots of folks, because Rosh Hashanah is at the end of the week. A lot of folks are already back at work Labor Day in school, etc. Make sure to be tuned in Monday morning, because it looks like Aton Katz is going to be in our JM in the AM studios. Well, yesterday I mentioned that... Uh, NCSY uh, summer programs, and specifically their Israel programs, but others as well, have already opened registration for 2014. Could you imagine? And um, uh, David Cutler, who's the director of the NCSY summer programs, he and I saw each other a couple of weeks ago. In fact, I saw him right after most of the programs had ended, and he was on cloud nine telling me the story of the summer of 2013. Just how incredible a summer so many of the programs and obviously the campers had in Israel. David Cutler, welcome back to JM in the AM. Good morning, Nachum. Thanks for having me. A pleasure. Boy, a banner summer for 2013, huh? Baruch Hashem. It was really fantastic. It's a little crazy to believe that summer 2014 is open already (laughs) on on August 27th, but it's true. That's unbelievable. Uh, Before we talk about next summer, let's review some of the things that happened this past summer, uh, tell me about the uh, uh, the programs that are well-established and then some of the younger programs and how they did this summer. Well, so Baruch Hashem, we had 980 kids this summer, which was our all-time high uh, for the summer. Uh, really, again, all over the world, in Israel, Europe, uh, in this Baltimore, New York, all over the you know all over the world, and our kids come from all over. So Baruch Hashem, we have our, our programs like Kola, Mechlelet, and Gib, uh, which are our programs which are learning in Israel and doing Chesed in Israel. Uh, we have our programs like Jolt, which is a leadership program, which uh, which runs a, a, a camp for unaffiliated children with the Ladder Foundation in Europe. We have a program that goes around Europe called Euro Ice. Uh, but then we also started a couple of new programs. Uh, we started a program called Give USA, uh, which is an offshoot of our, of our Give um, program in Israel, our, our, our volunteering chesed program for girls. Uh, basically, we took it and we put it into the States, and we started it in New York. And we had 40 young ladies who went around the country. They went to New Orleans, uh, and they built homes in New Orleans. Then they went to, uh, to, to Memphis and to Nashville and to Atlanta uh, and did service learning really all around, you know, all around the U.S. And then came back to the U.S. And, uh, and it culminated in New York City with something called the Midnight Run, which I don't know if you're familiar with. It's basically the oh, program yeah. that gives out food to the homeless right. in the uh, overnight right. in, in, yeah. in New York City. And that's an example. Again, all of our programs are very growth-oriented, so... Whenever we design a new program, you know, it has to be all about growth and uh, promoting the future Jewish leaders. Give USA, Give USA was what? Was it six weeks? Was it a full summer? It was uh, five weeks. Wow. Five-week five week program for, for girls here in the United States. Interesting. So they're busing it to different communities and helping people in different ways. Yeah, they actually flew from New York to New Orleans, and they, then they bust around uh, in that area, and they, they flew back to New York. Uh, and we, of course, we have our public school programs, which uh, we, we sent 360 uh, public school teens uh Again, all over Israel, and we actually expanded to Poland last year as well this, this summer as well. Um, and that that program has grown tremendously. Our TJJ program uh, has grown tremendously. Where is that based in Israel? 
at the touring program. It's based anywhere and everywhere. Literally, there. Yeah. So a couple of nights here, and then just keep Correct. going. Three, three to four nights here. It's called the Jerusalem Journey because they they usually start and finish in Israel. Now we're too big to actually have everybody in Israel at the beginning at the, uh, in Jerusalem at the at the beginning. Uh, but they they uh, they all finish in Jerusalem, uh, in Yerushalayim at the end with the with the Kotel and so on and so forth and. Uh, very powerful trip. It's really grown tremendously over the past few years. David Cutler with us, director of all the uh, OU summer programs, including obviously the Israel ones. So you mentioned the numbers, and they're quite astounding. So how did you get to this point? What is, what is the secret? I know it's a very organized effort. I know you have a lot of great personalities. That's got to be two of the reasons. But from your vantage point, why has this been such a success? Um, two two major reasons. Number one, like I said, I think the main thing is that sets us apart is that we're we're all about growth. We're all parents and and kids alike really realize that coming on our program uh, is not just a summer of fun, but you come away having gained a tremendous amount. The emails and the you know the feedback that we get after the summer uh, of the the growth and the, the true the true you know leadership that develops after the summer. I'll give you an example. One kid came back from the summer, really not sure if she wanted to go to Israel uh, for the year. Um, and she went on Michlal this past summer, and her parents sent me a beautiful email saying now she definitely, now she loves Israel so much uh, that she wants to go to for sure to her year after Israel. And the story that I told you on the plane oh. about the boy who went on built uh, and came home and his family was considering making Aliyah, uh, and basically because he, was, he loved Israel so much and he, he really wanted to make Aliyah, his parents actually made Aliyah, and they're now living you know, in Yerushalayim down the block from our OU center. And you actually saw the father at work during your trip. I did. I saw the father. He was actually a chef at one of the hotels I was at. He <laughs> made me a really great steak. And, uh, <laughs> It was, it was a wonderful. He said, "You're not from NCSY, are you?" I said, "Yeah." And he said, oh, "Well, you're part of the reason why we're here." And it's, it's stories like that, you know, that make us do what we do. And again, another reason is really the support of the OU. The OU is really is, is our parent organization, and uh, they've really been there for us. You know, they fund NCSY and a lot of other great things. And uh, so when you when you go ahead and you buy Coke and uh, you know Hellman's and, and uh, all the different uh, wonderful <laughs> OU products, it's uh, it's tremendous for us. Oh, we got to men- We'll continue to grow, God willing. Got to mention Entenmann's, of course. Oh, Entenmann's, one of my favorite. So, uh, how about the, you mentioned TJJ and the public school youth that you attract. Uh, is there general cooperation from their parents? In general, do you get cooperation from the parents in terms of them going, or is every one of these cases a battle uh, to get them to uh, spend the summer in Israel? I think it's a combination of both. For TJJ in particular, we rely on our regions, our, our, our 11 chapters and our 11 regions around the country, you know, and anywhere from, uh, from Detroit to Baltimore to Seattle to L.A. to New York and New Jersey, all over. You know, we run public school clubs all around the country. Um, most parents are very unfamiliar with the idea of going on an expensive summer program, let alone a program to Israel. Right. So once we get them over the fear of actually going to Israel, uh, they're much more open to it. Uh, the program is subsidized. We have donors, and like, like I said, the OU Baruch Hashem, we subsidize that program. Um, and the feedback, the growth on that program in particular is, is really incredible. But it, somewhat, sometimes it is a battle, um, but I would say the, the reputation is growing and the, uh, you know, the desire to go is there. It's just a matter of sometimes they're really afraid of Israel, uh, which we have to, we really mm-hmm. work on tremendously with different meetings and, you know, different presentations we make in the neighborhoods. Is there anything you have to tweak for 2014? I'm sure every year you consider adding programs adjusting programs anything in particular you came back with this time where you said i'd like to do the following um yeah we're basically uh we have another a program called tjj uh, ambassadors which is our, basically a leadership program uh we expanded that program to call tjj plus this past summer um and we're now going to expand that program even more it's going to start off uh, God willing, in the Teaneck community next summer uh, with a, a Shabbos in, in Teaneck. 
and then it's going to go right to Poland. Hmm. Uh, and these kids are going to be, we want them, they, they be, it's like a TJJ Shana Bet program, if you will. And uh, we want kids who have already been on TJJ for one summer, uh, who have grown with us and really experienced Shabbos in Israel, a lot of them for the first time. And now we want to take them to Poland uh, and then bring them back to Israel uh, in a very leadership-type way. Uh, in addition, our, our Euro Ice program, which uh, goes to, uh, run by a gentleman named Rabbi Lashak, uh, who's our Southwest Regional Director and a very inspirational man and tours all over Europe. Uh, he, he varies every year where he goes. So next year he decided that we're going to Greece, which is really, really cool. Uh, so we're going to Greece and then to Israel. So we're just waiting on our confirmation of our flights. But, you know, there are, there are always a lot of tweaks that go on, but those are a couple of the major ones. And then Give USA, as opposed to going to New Orleans and different places like that, will definitely be different locations. We're working on uh, probably somewhere up the West Coast uh, for next year to change it around a little bit. Unbelievable. David Cutler is with us talking about the OU summer programs. Uh, th- you want the attention, uh, if I'm correct, you'll let me know if I'm correct, of uh, 10th graders and 11th graders. Is that it? The, 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 that's the bulk of the programs of those, those two? Those are the bulk, but we really have 9th and 12th as well. We certainly start in 9th. Uh, most 12th graders do not go on a program, but we definitely have some CITs who come on our COLA program and our sports program. Um, you know, we also, Like I said, we also have programs in the States. We have a program called Camp Sports in Baltimore. Right. Uh, which is housed in Nary Sorrell, which is really kind of a mini cola program, I would say, here in, in the United States. Uh, for, for Again, that, that starts already coming out of 8th, right. and you can come on that as a CIT coming out of 12th. Um, so the, the majority are 10th and 11th, but we have plenty of kids coming out of 9th. We'd give USA in particular is for kids, uh, girls coming out of 9th. Um, as is, again, Camp Sports, and, and some of our other programs start after ninth grade as well. Uh, of all the videos that were created on behalf of your programs this summer, which one are you most highly recommending if parents want to get an idea of what's going on with the programs? Oh, boy. <laughs> You're going to get me in trouble. Uh, well, wasn't there a... I, I, probably, wasn't... I love them all. I think they were all fantastic, and they really give you a very good idea of what we do. Um, if I had to pick, I would say either the Michalelet video, uh, or perhaps the uh, the Jolt program, or I might also go with the, the Give program. Those three would really would do it for me. I'd say they're really the essence of what we do. The Mechlela program, our learning program for girls in Israel, at the end of the summer, uh, they make a wedding, you know, for a, for an underprivileged couple wow. who might have gotten married in someone's basement, and they they make a wedding in the Rashi Yerushalayim wedding hall. Everything from the bridal shower through the through the actual chuppah. And they make this from scratch with donors. The girls make the centerpieces and are the waitresses. And unbelievable highlight of the summer. I just can't even tell you the, 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 the tremendous chesed that they do and what, what a feeling that has. That Where do people access that and the other videos? Uh, on, our, on our summer website right now, uh, summer.ncsy.org. Everything is there. It's already back kind of in our winter site, uh, in our winter mode, but everything is on that site, summer.ncsy.org. You can pre-register for summer 2014. And when you look at all of our videos. And when you announced that yesterday, the pre-registration is open, is that every program pre-registration is open? Every program. And it's no money down. All it is right now is an interest in the program. What it does is it gets you a discount. We open up registration, full, full-blown registration is October 7th. Okay. Uh, so between now and September 30th, if you pre-register, you fill out a form basically telling us your name, address, and what, what program you want to go on. Um, that gets you off $300 automatically for the early bird and for the pre-registration, which are combined, uh, if you sign up in the next in the next month. Uh, as for all programs. A meaning if they go ahead and then confirm it in October, you mean? Correct. They then have to. So they actually have to sign up in that first week gotcha. of October 7th through 14th, uh, and they get off $300 off the programs. Uh, 75 kids already signed up on the first day. Unbelievable. Which Can, is really cool. Is it possible you could hit a thousand kids next summer? That's the plan. The, pro- the problem is that we were fairly maxed out this past summer. We had a few spots here and there, 
Um, but it depends how, how if I want to squeeze people in here. Or there. <laughs> people, people are ready to tell me it's a little too full, so I have to be careful with that. I guess I guess yeah. I guess numerically it's just a psychological thing. Anyway. Yeah, I do I do want to hit that a thousand more. <laughs> <laughs> some people some people in your case would just say we have a thousand. That's the end of it. But uh, we yeah, appreciate. So, no, we, we were at nine hundred and eighty last summer. I mean, if you include our staff, we're at twelve hundred. But. You know, 980 teenagers from, again, from all over the world, all walks of life. And we all came together, by the way. There's a program called Yom NCSY, which is also one of the videos that came out yesterday. Um, we rent out Mini Israel uh, every summer, and about 1,500 people come together. And uh, it's really the very essence of what NCSY does. We have kids from all walks of life, from all parts of the country, some who've just experienced their first Shabbat, some who've literally been learning in, in Kolal the entire summer, and everybody, anybody in between. Um, we come together for one night for a big Slomo Cats concert and an incredible uh, barbecue from Papagayus and uh, really just a fantastic night. It really is the essence of, of, of what we do. And that uh, takes place at the very end? Usually, yes. Next next summer it's taking place on Thursday, August 7th. Because Tuesday, August 5th is Tishabov, so we have to wait till after that because of the calendar, but uh-huh. it's already booked for Thursday, August 7th. Uh, and the summer ends, everything's a little later. This year, everything was super, super early. Right. Uh, but everything is a little bit later next summer, thank God. Well, very interesting. David Cutler, he's opened up registration for all of the NCSY programs, Israel and the rest of the world. Uh, those of you who'd like to explore it, you can head to the website. Uh, anything else people need to know in terms of information or just go to the site? Uh, the, real, uh, the site really tells you most everything you want to know. I want to give a phone number sure. in case anybody does want to call. It's 212-613-8125, 212-613-8125. And, again, the beauty of our programs is the diversity. We have a program for if you like TULIM, if you like sports, if you like learning, um, less of a background, more of a background. That's realizing the, the strength of our program is the diversity and, again, the, the growth-oriented nature of our programs uh, really make it attractive to everyone. And, uh, you know, the time is to, to get in now, which, again, it sounds a little bit crazy, <laughs> but, uh, but my flights are basically requested and booked, and we're, you know, we're, we're well into summer 2014 already. Hard to believe. The school year for most has not even begun. Unbelievable. Yeah, all right. And we heard plenty of comments over the summer about all the different programs. Big Eshikoch to you and your staff. Really a banner summer for the uh, NCSY summer programs. David Cutler, I wish you a Shana Tova and continued good luck, and uh, you should march your way on to a, a great summer of 2014. Thank you for having me on JM and the AM. It's uh, always a pleasure. I appreciate that. Tuesday morning broadcast, JM and the AM, NCSY, 212-613-8125. And, of course, the website for any summer information. Can you imagine? On, on August the 27th, <laughs> most kids haven't even walked into school, and already close to 100 kids have registered for their programs for next summer. JM and the AM at 13 minutes before 8 o'clock.
in the AM. Aton Katz, rumor, rumor, rumor that Aton Katz is going to be at the JM and AM studios Monday morning, Labor Day, for some live music. That is the rumor. Can't confirm anything yet, but right now it remains a rumor. And boy, is that a good rumor. That is a good rumor. Eight minutes before eight o'clock. My thanks to Christine Quinn, New York City uh, Public, uh, New York City Council Speaker, candidate for mayor, joined us earlier in the show. My thanks to David Cutler, NCSY Summer Programs two one two six one three eight one two five. Reminder that Mayanot Yeshiva High School for Girls invites everyone to a community Yom Iyun happening on Sunday, September the eighth, starting nine thirty in the morning, with keynote speaker Rabbi Yaakov Blau. Uh, additional shiur by members of the distinguished faculty and school president, Mr. Menachem Schneidman. It's all happening on Sunday, September the 8th. Som Gedalia at Mayanot, starting at 9.30 in the morning. Go to mayanot.org or contact them in Teaneck, New Jersey. Speaking of Teaneck, we're in Teaneck tomorrow morning. JM in the AM emanates from Cedar Market tomorrow morning. Uh, 646 Cedar Lane. It's their grand opening, and it's our big brand new year celebration. We celebrate 5774 and wish everybody in Bergen County a happy, healthy, sweet new year. Uh, tomorrow at, um, at Cedar Market on Cedar Lane. They are preparing a, uh, a bottle of honey for everybody who comes because they want everyone to have a sweet new year. So come on down. And enjoy JM and the AM live in Bergen County. Slichos this coming Saturday night, Sunday morning for so many synagogues around the world, including Parky Synagogue, where it has been announced that Chief Cantor Yitzchak Mayor Helfgott, starting at 10.30 p.m., will do the Kusevitsky Ene Kol, the Hirschman Weintraub Shmakolenu, and the Kotolyansky Kusevitsky Anenu. It's all happening this coming Saturday night. Rabbi Schneier will address the congregation at 9 p.m. Chief Cantor Health got at 10.30 p.m. for Slichos. Reservations, parkeastsynagogue.org. Parkeastsynagogue.org or dial 212-737-6900. 212-737-6900. By the way, uh, I know it's hard to believe. You know, It's hard to believe that next week's Rosh Hashanah. Uh, forget about Cholamoid. But already... Uh, our friends up at um, up in Rockland County have announced that Lipa and Benny, that's Lipa Schmelzer and Benny Friedman, are going to be together for a Cholamoid Sukkis event live at the stadium, the Provident Bank Park, Boulder Stadium, Rockland County, on Sunday, the 22nd of September. Sunday, the 22nd of September, uh, which is Cholamoid, of course, Cholamoid Sunday, starting at 7 p.m., it'll be Lipa and Benny together at Provident Bank Park in Rockland County. A very reasonably priced concert, I must say. I mean, they're doing a big thing and making a uh, a massive show up there, and they have kept the prices uh, very affordable. Kolakavod to you. Uh, LipaBenny.com. LipaBenny.com is free parking, as uh, kosher food with the sukkah, uh, music by the Barak Orchestra, Lipa and Benny together. It's happening Sunday, Cholamoid. All the information, LipaBenny.com, L-I-P-A, Benny.com. And call a vote to our friends at Ashar up in Rockland County uh, for uh, really putting together an amazing community event. This coming Monday is Labor Day. 
Starting at 9.15 in the morning in Brooklyn, New York, there is a Hakel Yom Iyun, or by Yisrael Reisman, or by Ephraim Shapiro, or by Moshe Tuvia Leaf, will all be speaking, or by Chaim Shmuel Friedman as well. Um, the topic is Tshuva Lamase, a year to fix that which is broken. Ben Adam Lachavero, Ben Adam Laatzmo. It's happening at the Goodness Israel of Madison this coming Monday on Labor Day, um, 2122 Avenue S in Brooklyn, New York. Check it out. Reminder, the Yachad Job Fair happens Thursday in Lower Manhattan. The Yachad Job Fair for Individuals with Special Needs happens this coming Thursday starting at 11 a.m. You could register online. Go to ou.org for information. Go to yachadjobfair.eventzilla.net. Call them at 212-613-8320. And... um, that's happening this Thursday in Lower Manhattan. They are always looking for more and more potential employers at the Yachad Job Fair. So if you could respond and respond quickly, believe me, it'll be appreciated. By the way, I got a note that JNF is having their 2013 Wisconsin Tribute Banquet. Why would I be announcing a Wisconsin Tribute Banquet? Because I noticed that Dr. Jessica and Rabbi Wes Kalmar Rabbi Kalmer, you may recall, was the rabbi here in Jersey City, are being honored. It's happening tomorrow night. So to everybody at the JNF in Wisconsin, special greetings to you. Mazal tov to all the honorees. And I'm giving a special mazal tov to Dr. Jessica and Rabbi Wes Kalmer, uh, who are being recognized tomorrow evening. I can tell you one thing about Rabbi Kalmer. It is a well-deserved honor. That I can tell you. He is an amazing man. His wife's amazing. Great people. And we say mazal tov from all of us here at JM in the AM. Two minutes before 8 o'clock, Lobo's scheduled to join us. We'll see if he uh, if he's able to um, join us on the air this morning. And um, uh, Rabbi Bick, Rabbi Ezra Bick, the topic of the brand new book, In His Mercy, is the understanding of the 13 Midot, the 13 attributes of God. And for those of us who are going to be starting Slichos uh, this coming Sunday morning, this couldn't be uh, any better timing, that's for sure. It's a Magid Books release uh, from our friends at Koran Publishers. And we will discuss the book uh, with the author coming up right here. It's America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Our listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial. Around the world on the web, jmtheam.org.
with um, uh, that selection entitled Ki Elecha at JM in the AM. Well, Lobo is with us live via telephone. It's our annual uh, opportunity that we give Lobo to make up whatever excuse he wants about why he didn't win the OBBL uh, softball championship this summer. But before we do that, I must acknowledge the worldwide Lobo organization under the leadership of Chaim Silber because they did send, I must say, they did send some high-quality items over the weekend for this summer of 2013. Some really cool stuff. Lobo, welcome back to JM in the AM. Well, this is the place, no place else would I rather be this time in the morning than with you, Nachum Siegel. It is my schuss, my pleasure, it's just incredible that I'm with you once again to discuss, uh, not really the Lobo season, because that's not really important, to discuss <laughs> other inyanim about the world uh, world politics, etc. Well, before, uh, football, well, baseball, not very important. Before, but, we, uh, before we get to world politics, how did, <laughs> how did the softball summer go? <laughs> well, you know, it, 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 listen to me, it's not whether you win or lose, it really isn't. Really? It's about uh, playing the game, it's about the sportsmanship, menschlichkeit, uh, decency, integrity, you know, the... The outcome of the game is not all that important, Nachum. But to answer your question directly, we uh, did not win the OBBL championship this summer. We came in second. Wow. All right, second isn't bad. We still had a winning season. I didn't even realize that you played that well. What's that? I didn't realize you played that well. I felt like you were in dead last or something. No, dead last. Do you you realize that in the 40 years that the Lobos have been in existence, uh, pardon the expression, we have never had a losing season? Never. Wow. We've had only winning seasons. You've never finished below 500. Never finished below 500. Nope. We should put you in the Hall of Fame in the no coach. In the, in the, well, no, thank you. That's, that's a recommendation that I haven't heard before. In the coaches section. I'm willing section. to accept the honor if it's uh, bestowed on We me. should put you on the, in the coaches section of the Hall of Fame. That's incredible. <laughs> the coaches? Yeah. Just the coach? What an incredible accomplishment. Yes. You have yes never... I'm a former all-star player. If you remember last year, the uh, TV <laughs> views uh, rated all the all-time second basemen. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I was maybe that person, but uh, I was right up there. I was up there. They had you on the list, you're saying. It was on the <laughs> you, actually, you made it into the magazine. That's your point. I made it into the magazine. Yeah, that's, that's true. Lobo but, uh, snuck is, his way uh, in. This is quite an accomplishment. I'm very proud of it. And we've had uh, only only good seasons, thank God. And I, got a fo- I got a phone message from you like uh, in early August. What had happened? Somebody in Long Island won a championship? Oh, for you? I see. I was waiting. It took me about a minute and a half. It took me four minutes, actually, to get to this. Yeah, I just can't yeah, remember. The Lobos are an international, worldwide... We know, we know, we know. We as know. you know, yes, as we your know. listeners, <laughs> I'm sure. We're, and by the way, good morning to everybody out there in Nachum Siegel Radio Land. Thank you. It's a real slice to be on the, on the show, <laughs> as I always say, and it really is. I get more good... Good reports and good results from being on your radio show than anything I've ever done in my life. You get more from this than CNN? Wow. That's good. <laughs> my mother especially says to me, Chaim, is it true? My friends told me they heard you on that guy's radio show again. Is that true? 
Ma, it's true, and I have to give a shout out to my mother, Mrs. Ruth Silber. So the Gesundheit, okay, she'll hear from somebody that I was on and said good morning to my mother, who I love dearly. But anyway, to answer your questions, the fact of the matter is is that we have teams throughout the world, and uh, there are teams here in Long Island in various leagues, in football and in basketball and in softball, the Croton League, for instance. And we've actually won three Croton League championships in a row wow. here in Long Island. It's almost impossible to do. Almost impossible to do. But and by not, the way, uh, folks... You know, not, w- not when you have some decent players and good guys. Like when, Lo- when Lobo says that he has teams all around the world, he means it. Because every... And by the way, it's the beginning of the football season. You're probably going to get another team this year without you realizing it, right? I, I just got a phone call from Eric <laughs> Israel. Yeah, the guys said, listen, all the guys in your team from last year, the year before, three years ago, who won the championships, won the Holy Wimbo, all those things, they're all married with kids. But I was a guy, I was a younger brother to one of those guys. I can really play also. How about if I took over the team, you know? So I do a little research... I get the FBI after this, yeah, I check right. it out, and, you know, <laughs> I figure out what's going on. And if I feel that these guys uh, can do it, they got the team. So in right a- now I already have a team in Israel that will be my Holy Land team. In other words, Lobo's the luckiest owner in pro sports. It's you got that right. They chase after me. Now. The good players, they say, how could I get on a Lobo team so I could win a championship? Now, I must now. say, I have to I have to interrupt. I, I you know, We always, we joke around. Yeah. about the different items that are released each year, both from our side and from your side. You guys, I have to admit it. I have to admit, you came through with flying colors this year. Did I really? Did I, I send mean, you? What did I send you? I sent, send you, you sent, ticking, what I sent you was ticking or not ticking? Not, not, sure which, which not at all. The ticking stuff we put underwater. But other than that... <laughs> I mean, the the caps and shirts, very high quality. The brand new baseball, I love, by the way. Well, that's that's really special. By the way, I must tell you that baseball, I feel like a Mickey Mantle, Willie Mays, and Hank Aaron rolled into one. Autographing baseball. I, I autographed. I'm telling you, have, you, really, this is really incredible. You're not going to take gives me a lot of handoff. You get young guys, young kids who really are very sweet, wonderful young kids today. You know, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven year old kind of kids yeah. who get are into sports. And they say, can I have a baseball? And if I have the time, I take it out and I autograph it for them. It's like they got a ball from Mickey Mantle. It's the most incredible thing. But you know what I always write on the baseball? Yeah, what? I write to, to Yankee, to Moishi, to Nachum, Cole Tuv, Lobo, number 18, Matsuyak, you should be Matsuyak. And it's, I, I just hope that they, they enjoy it because it gives me so much pleasure to do that. And it's amazing how what you can do for, for people and kids with the smallest gestures sometimes. I heard the, the nice sto- I heard the story about the kid who asked you for a second autograph ball. And you asked him, why do you want two? And, and, what, what did he and say? well, he said that two Lobos is worth one Hessie Wolfish. So he wanted, <laughs> he, he wanted to trade the two for a Hessie. You know I'll take that any time. Because your hundred Lobos is worth one Hessie Wolfish. And by the way, it's got, the rest of my team, I'll say the same thing. Without those guys, without, really, without everybody that uh, we're all involved in with life, what are we, right? Not, without, what are you without your radio listeners? Oh, uh, no question about it. And the big question today is what am I without that incredible brand new Lobo windbreaker? That is oh, something. Oh, windbreaker. That is something. Jackie, you said though. I must say that's extremely limited edition. That wouldn't break. Really, extremely. I was going to ask you for another two, so I guess I better watch that. Um, Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You got those? If I see that on eBay, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be researching, looking at eBay for the next week. Well, you have. I see that triple X windbreaker on eBay. I know who's who's the culprit. Well, you've upgraded over the years, but that was spectacular. That that was. Oh, by the way, I don't know if that was the item of the package because you put in a, a Lobo jump rope. What's that about? Well, that's for the, the young, young, young kids, especially a lot of young girls who want to have Lobo stuff. People are still toys. jump roping out there? We have jump ropes. We gave out a, we have a, a, a brush and a mirror set for the young, young kids. They I saw that. that, yeah. We have frisbees, two kinds of frisbees, not one. I only got one kind. 
Which kind did you get? The the <laughs> foldable one. Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. That's a great Frisbee, and I guess we couldn't get the, the plastic one into the package. Well, obviously uh, you not. Know, right. Increasing the cost. Or you felt I just didn't deserve it, whatever. Nah, got it. <laughs> anyway, seriously, I'm glad you got the stuff. And you got the uh, the shirts also? Yeah, we got them high quality. Lobo, I got I to gotta hand it to you. Got to hand it to you. It's my pleasure to do it, Nachum. It's my greatest The 2013 joy. edition. Nachum Siegel, FedEx, or UPS, or whatever we send it to you, box is on its way. Yeah. So that I can have this moment to, to enjoy you. The Lobo 2013 edition stuff is really good, I must say. Listen, the, the, stuff the, is the, good. the Nachum Siegel 2013 edition <laughs> is also top stuff. And it's a pleasure to be with you again, Nachum. Really, I always, always try to inform you what's going on. I know you love to tell your listeners about the, the Lobo successes. Well, we you try also to. seem to even more so love even more to tell your listeners about the Lobo, let's just call them not successes. Yeah, we revel, we revel in the failures, but they're very few because those teams of yours are doing very well, unfortunately. Well, you want to hear the, want to hear the, uh, the amazing thing? Yeah. The, the fellow hit the three-run home run for Beaver Lake, and I'll say it proudly, Beaver Lake, our, our arch rivals who are wonderful people, Heshi Mulgay and Ten Ringers, they have a great team. That team is uh, beat us this year. <gasps> and Seth Fishman, God bless you, Seth, hit a three-run home run over the center field fence to beat us in the big game. Wow. And Seth Fishman is a star in my local teams in Long Island. So how do you explain it? You know, so he shows get, you so uh, Miriam Coyosoro, so right? He, so he, us, that the arch rivals in the field can be <laughs> teammates on another team. So he gets to the Catskills and he's on the other side. How do you like that? It's amazing. You know? Unbelievable. But you didn't hear what I said about Heshi Mulgay and his ten ringers. I, mean, yeah, I, want not, that I heard it. Don't worry. Be, uh, publicized. I don't care if I heard it. I hope Heshi heard it. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, it's not important if I heard it. <laughs> well, <I'm> anyway, <laughs> it's really so the season Barkashem came and went and we had a really nice time uh, playing ball with all these forever again. And the most important thing about the season, really and truly, is that we had a lot of actors, a lot of Sportsmanship. We met a lot of very nice, uh, nice people again. Knew some new teams were in our division, and they didn't do as well as they might have liked to do. But uh, listen, there's many, many years ahead for them to play ball as well. And we wish them the best of luck. And, and the most important thing was that Baruch Hashem, you know, we were able to, to participate and uh, in, in one of the gifts that God gives us, which is the ability to play sports and to oh. be out in the sunshine, to be out oh. in the world. Oh. And uh, that's really a, for this time of year a very special bracha. You know, we had a seaboard. If you think about it, what is sports? Sports is it's seaboard. It's, it's teams. It's it's. And we are on the best seaboard in history. We're on the team of uh, Yiddishkeit and Am Yisrael. And I was thinking about Nachum. Forgive me. I know that we love to talk a little bit before this time of year about the brachas that we have, and we should do it all year long. But especially now, I think all of us being part of this incredible seaboard of Am Yisrael should should really go out there and 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 before Shoshana and during Shoshana and during the Yom Naroyim and then beyond. Until 120, constantly ask Hashem for brachas, not only for us, but for the whole Sibor that we're friends with, that we know, and that's all of Klai Yisrael. We should actually daven for other people in Klai Yisrael to be able to bring refuas and yeshuas to other other people in Klai Yisrael. Amen. If you think about it, each one of us, when we daven, we want uh, refuah for somebody. We're actually davening for that doctor who's going to bring the refuah. Right. If we want panasa, we're actually davening for the the customers we want in life to maybe bring us uh, bring us you know monetary success. If we want to have shidduchim, we're davening for the parents of the people who have the other, you know, women, young women and young men to, to find our daughters and sons, you know. And I think that's a really interesting thing. We, if we dedicate ourselves to, to asking the Abishtah for the right things in life. You know, I once heard, uh, Asha Torah publishes, publishes these wonderful, uh, internet and other things on, on, on davening and tefillah. And I recently saw one which said that, uh, I, I asked Hashem for strength. And, uh, and Hashem gave me obstacles to overcome. I asked Hashem for wisdom. 
and Hashem gave me problems to overcome. I asked Hashem for love, and Hashem gave me other people to love. And a few more things like that. At the end it says, you know, none of the things I asked for did I get, but I got everything that I needed. My prayers were answered. And and I think if we look at life that way, and whether it's uh, on sports, obviously, even though we don't win, but we, we played and we had a wonderful time, and other people won. I can truly say I'm happy for the teams that, that won this year in every division, every league. And I'm happy for everybody who had successes, and I think we all feel that way. And we should all be winners in the brand new year. By the way, if we, if we, if we accomplish what I just suggested we try to do, we are all winners. And that's really what the Abish wants for us. The Abish wants us to be winners by following the... the, the the, the the path that our fathers and grandfathers and Kaiser are on the path that set for us. And you know something, Nachman, I was telling somebody recently, we have the ability today, during our lifetimes, to be creating the Swiss of us for our children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, just like we have the benefit of having Swiss of us from generations that came before us. And if we live our life that way, just openly and happily and always trying to take the high road and the immortal words of my good chaver Mitch Merlis Olavishalom if we take the high road in everything we do I will guarantee you and myself and my family and I really I'll, try to, I'll guarantee all of the listeners with God's help you'll have the best life possible a life of, of menschlichkeit and decency and erlichkeit successes and if you modify your expectations to deal with the reality of your life in the sense that whatever you have be appreciative of it accept it and live your life with with that understanding, this is Hashem's will. I guarantee success and happiness in the new year for all of us. And we should be zayicha to continue to, to speak with each other and call in on this radio show and give out baseballs to young kids. And the okay. young kids can accept baseballs. And all of us can do in life whatever it is that God gives us the ability and the strength and the muzzle to do. And we should do that with the greatest love for the Abishta and for Kal Yisrael. And I will just say to everybody out there, Agutyar, Gabenshar, Gazuntyar, and we should look forward to once again seeing each one of us together at Simchus only in good things. And Amen. everybody needs Rafua, Yeshua, Shidduch should have it, Bakarov. Yes, Hashem. Amen. Lobo, a happy, healthy, sweet new year. Big Yashikach to you for being one of our greatest advocates out there. And uh, your messages are always appreciated. Very deep. Very philosophical and uh, very practical for a lot of people as well. So thank you so much for joining us. It's my thanks for giving me the opportunity to, to speak with you, and really thanks for giving me the opportunity to be on such an incredibly wonderful show and be able to be part of everything you do, Nachum. As you know, I have the highest regard for you and everything you do. Kultov to you and the Mishpacha, and we'll be talking to you very soon, and we should only see each other at Simchas. Amen. There he is, folks. Chaim Lobo Silber with the message pre-5774. We get set for the brand new year. I thank him for joining us and wish him the greatest success both on and off the field in 5774. JM and the AM, reminder, tomorrow we're in Bergen County. The big celebration of our happy, healthy, and sweet new year is coming up in Bergen County at Cedar Market, 646 Cedar Lane. Free honey, free new year messages and a free celebration. We're going to have a great time tomorrow. Make sure to join us in Bergen County where we continue to hear that uh, the county is just uh, completely hooked into JM and the AM, and I thank them for that. Tomorrow we get a chance to thank everybody live and in person. Join us tomorrow on Cedar Lane at Cedar Market. We'll be doing our 5774 New Year's celebration there starting at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning, and we are looking forward to it. Plenty more coming up. It's JM and the AM, the brand-new... Uh, Clarify, uh, cl- clarify the brand new clarity video from Aish Farosha Shana 5774 at JM in the AM.
birthday of creation. Yeah, all ends with beginnings. What keeps the planet spinning? The force from the beginning. Ah.、Uh. Present rich with meaning. The future is yours for choosing. The shofar we are hearing. Apples dipped in honey. No, no. 
JM in the AM. We've been doing a lot of Omek Hadover recently, to say the least. Vieda is the name of that one off of the CD entitled Makar Chaim. Aryeh Kunstler with Don't Give Up. You heard the H.com brand new single for Rosh Hashanah 5774. It is called Clarity. And there it is for you at JM and the AM. Tuesday morning broadcast, 28 minutes after 8 o'clock. 73 degrees, morning clouds, afternoon sun, high 84. Tomorrow, our big celebration... For the brand new year is taking place in Bergen County. Tomorrow, 6 a.m. until 9 a.m. will be at uh, the brand new Cedar Market, 646 Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. For our big New Year's celebration. Free honey! Yeah, they're giving you free honey, everybody who shows up. Because they want everyone to have a healthy, healthy and sweet new year. So check that out. Come on out tomorrow morning. Say hi. Should be a lot of fun. And we will uh, speak with you from Bergen County between 6 and 9 tomorrow morning. We, before we get to Rabbi Bick and uh, his brand new book in English, I want to just take this opportunity to congratulate our friends at Corin Publishers because uh, there has been a stamp issued by the State of Israel commemorating the 50 years of a Koran Publishers and the Koran Jerusalem Bible. And uh, it is quite a, as, as so many Israeli stamps are, it is quite a distinguished looking stamp. And the one that really um, appropriately commemorates the 50th anniversary of the Koran Jerusalem Bible. So we take this opportunity to uh, acknowledge and wish Mazel Tov to Koran Publishers on that wonderful achievement and the recognition by the State of Israel. And uh, today we get an opportunity to speak to Rabbi Ezra Bick. Rabbi Bick's brand new book is entitled In His Mercy, Understanding the 13 Midot. It is a, uh, it, it comes from his uh, Hebrew edition that was translated uh, recently into English. You can go to uh, Magid Books or KorenPub.com, K-O-R-E-N-P-U-B.com for information. And as we approach in the Ashkenazic community, as we approach... This coming Sunday morning, the first day of Slichos, the centerpiece of our Slichos liturgy is, of course, the Psukim of Hashem Hashem, the 13 Midot, the 13 attributes of God. And uh, Rabbi Ezra Bick has just um, authored this book, and we get an opportunity to explore this unique and incredible passage here at JM in the AM. Rabbi Ezra Bick, Shana Tovan, welcome to JM in the AM. Shana Tovan to you. Greatly appreciate you joining us. So, how appropriate is it that it is in fact Hashem Hashem and all of the attributes of God that they are the centerpiece, or that it is the centerpiece of our Slicho service? Well, um, the, the first thing that, that brought me to, uh, to address the problem was the fact that we that we place a great deal of emphasis on on saying slichot and saying yigilomigot, and everybody says it, and I think you can say it emotionally, and yet the words are just are just words, they're just names, it's not even a prayer. So uh, if we assume that this is a kind of prayer of asking for things, of bakasha, the the entire prayer that's called yigilomigot was very very strange. It's just a list of thirteen attributes, thirteen names of names of God. And so your, your, your question was the main question that, 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 that bothered me when I began to address this, this problem, is how, 
what, what are we doing? What are we actually trying to accomplish by listing the attributes of mercy, by listing the names of God which reveal, which, uh, which are to mercy? The, the background to it is that the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah states explicitly that uh, saying the 13 Midos is a special uh, promise made by God to the Jews that if they recite these Midos, he will forgive them. Hmm. In fact, the Gemara says that it never fails. It's a, it's, a, uh, it's a covenant that they never return unanswered. So you have on one, on one hand you have the extreme of saying words which don't even ask for anything. On the other hand you have the extreme of saying that it works better than any other tefillah. It's a guaranteed, a guaranteed tefillah. That was actually the, the first reason why I approached the subject many, many years ago when I began to talk about this in Yeshiva. So why does it work so well? If it's not a bakasha and we're not actually pleading, as you might suspect we should be, during Tfilot and Slichot right before the brand new year, why does this listing of attributes work? Well, the, the answer that I came to, which I present in the book in the first chapter, is based on an idea that uh, I think under, underlies much of what takes place on, on Rosh Hashanah and, uh, and 10 days for Yom Kippur. Uh, we constantly talk about that God relates to the world through two different basic attributes, justice and mercy, din v'rachamin. And you have this uh, phrase which appears in Tefillah Rosh Hashanah that God is sitting in judgment, the din, and then when you blow Shofar, for instance, he moves to the, the throne of mercy, moves from the throne of judgment to the throne of mercy. Uh, and it sounds like a very nice metaphor, but I, my, my conclusion when I came to, the understanding that I came to, is that um, the difference between how God relates to the world and how God relates to man, how God relates to the Jewish people, is dependent on the way that the Jewish people address God. Uh, the, the Jewish people have to accept God as their king, they accept God as their God. Mm-hmm. And the way that they do that defines the relationship. So God accepts the relationship that we, that we establish. So if we address God as mercy, as Rachamim, then that's the God that we have. This obviously goes against the, the usual understanding that if God is king, he decides what's going to be. But I think there's this basic idea in Chazal that says that if you, uh, if you crown God as the God of mercy, then he's the God of mercy. If you would crown him as the God of, 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 of judgment, he would be the God of judgment. And that's why all the tefillot of, of, of Yemim Nawayim are designed that we should, we should present before God our understanding and our acceptance that he is the God of mercy. And then that's, that's a fine relationship between us. So just saying those words, saying those, the way that God defines himself, when you give me when you appear to Moshe Rabbeinu at the, on the mountain, just by saying those words, I mean, that's a statement, but accepting them, saying, this is who we are addressing, you are. Then that redefines our relationship. And that's why, amazingly enough, it never fails, because that's the basis. It wasn't, if we wouldn't have called on God's name, he, he wouldn't be our God at all, and then we wouldn't have any relationship whatsoever. By defining the relationship in that way, that's what we get. Nonetheless, outside of a, of a, um Outside of a uh, traditional mention, if you will, uh, during the um, uh, the taking out of the Torah, uh, these words really don't appear and, and do not dominate our Rosh Hashanah uh, tefillot. 
Uh, it is the days before and after, and of course, culminating in uh, in Yom Kippur, where they play a much more prominent role. Well, um, the, the actual Gemara in Rosh Hashanah uh, on Daphne uh, Klein and Rosh doesn't mention Rosh Hashanah or Yom Kippur either. It's a general Gemara. It says that God says to Rosh Hashanah, whenever you have a problem, whenever you've sinned and you wish to do, uh, you wish to repent, say these, you give me done. And there is no basis in the Gemara for saying it specifically at this time. The Minig apparently derives from the time of the Golim. But it makes a lot of sense. In other words, this is the time when we're doing repentance. Rosh Hashanah, it's not just the Yom you do and we don't. You don't say we do, you don't, uh, you don't actually repent on Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah right. is the Yom Adin. It's the right. beginning of the period that will culminate in Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is the day when you say Shrikot all day long. And I think most shul today in the Ashkenazi uh, communities have, um, have reduced the amount of Shrikot they say in Yom Kippur. They say it only in the Ilah and in uh, Kalmidre. Uh, but the original Mena, it's still found in older Magdorim, is to have Shrikot in every single Tfilah in Yom Kippur. Right. Kippur is Yom Tzav Shrikot. Rosh Hashanah, at least explicitly, is the day of coming to judgment. And you don't ask for you know you don't ask for forgiveness on Rosh Hashanah either. Uh, nor do you say Gidoy, nor do you say Sikho. Right. But uh, from then on you get you, you do get into the uh, into the move. Uh, as soon as Rosh Hashanah is over then you have to start working on it. Yeah. You haven't you haven't survived Rosh Hashanah that well since you're not a static, then you really get involved with saying Sikho every day. We've introduced Sikho even earlier, a week earlier, we started even a month earlier. Because I guess we can't get enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> Never enough mercy from God, that's for sure. Uh, when I was growing up without a break on Yom Kippur, in fact, I remember Slichot being recited at each one of the Tfilot on the holiest day. And by the way, our Sephardic brethren have incorporated Hashem Hashem into their daily Tfilot, correct? Uh, that's true. Most, almost, all, almost all synagogues in Israel say, uh, say you can only go every day. Right, and, and I, even Ashkenazi ones. It was part of a uh, great compromise hundred years ago between uh, between the Chassidim and the Pushim and the Sfaradim. And most Jews in Israel, uh, here in in the large foot where I live, we say it only in Shachavit, some say it also in uh, in Mincha, but it's much more prevalent than uh, than it was when I was growing up in New York. That's for sure. So Chutz La'aretz Ashkenazim might be uh, missing something very significant from their daily tefillot. And well, there's always the danger of. Uh, of becoming uh, used to something. I think for us, those of us who grew up in, uh, in Shul, they only say it a few times a year, it has a very powerful emotional effect. Right. And, I mean, I, I, I still shiver when I say it even without. I get very nervous saying it because I'm saying words that are supercharged. Right. I suspect that my children who uh, grew up saying it every day, you know, they say it, <laughs> you lose the effect on a psychological point of view, but in terms of the theology behind it, uh, one thing that I really try to explain in the book and develop at length is that the Yom Yudot are the basis of the existence of the world. Uh, they're the Yudot Shaholam Mitnahegban. Otherwise, the world would not exist because it can't exist in this. The world cannot exist by judgment. There's not enough of the basis for it. So, theologically, yeah, you should say it every day because the day you don't say it, you don't exist, so you right. shouldn't exist. Rabbi Ezra Bick, I apologize. Rabbi Ezra Bick is with us live via telephone, teaching at Yeshivat Haaretzion since he moved to Israel in the late 70s. Currently serves as director of Yeshiva's Israel Kashitsky Virtual Beit Midrash Project, which reaches tens of thousands of students worldwide. Rabbi Bick, uh, and the book is a Magid release uh, from Koran Publishers. Uh, Rabbi Bick, we could spend an entire show on each chapter, and each chapter, of course, is essentially another one uh, or more of the uh, Midot 
of Hashem. So let me ask you a couple of uh, of things that uh, piqued my curiosity because I never really had analyzed uh, the Yud Gimel Midot uh, the way I have in the most uh, in the last couple of days because I had never had uh, your book in front of me. But uh, you you discuss, for instance, Notzer Chesed Lo Alofin. Is it uh, is it unusual that a statistic appears in this part of God's attributes? Um, you first say to the Arafim, to a thousand. Right. Um, there, there are different possible interpretations of the phrase. I, I, I would, Chazal take it, take it literally. They, they, they do a, um, a, an arithmetic comparison of Midat HaChesed to Midat HaDin, and they say that Arafim means two thousand, whereas by, by Din it says, Rubeim, it says four generations, therefore they conclude that Midat HaChesed is five hundred times greater than Midat HaDin. Even that, I'm not sure what it means. The, the simple chart of Alafim means an enormous number. It means, it might even mean forever. It's how uh, Rashi in one place does interpret it. Uh, I'm not really so sure that numbers should be interpreted uh, uh, strictly literally, but what it is, what it is saying is that there's some sense of, of increase, of magnitude, that, that the more you need, the more you can get, is that, it, that, it, that it won't run out. Not the Lalafim means that uh, there's really no depth to how much chesed a person might need, because he can really sin more. And the amount of chesed that comes from God is 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 unending. It's, it's basically infinite. And I think that's what the word really means in that in that context. Uh, but that's really a good example of something which was uh, a major motivation for the extended study of this. Is that if there are thirteen midot, it has to be thirteen different midot. Uh, otherwise, it just says chesed. But if Chazal give a number to it, no number obvious in the pasuk, no number appears. And so, what necessitated an entire book? was understanding the difference between one leader and the other. And then the word Alafim becomes really important because it doesn't appear in the other midot. It's not it's not Rahum Le'elef and Chanun Le'elef, but there's, uh, there's not the Chesed Le'elef. And so the answer to the question about why the thousand appears has to do with understanding what not the Chesed really means, which, as you pointed out, is an entire chapter in the book, and you probably don't want to have to read it out loud at this particular occasion. And how significant is the order in general? The fact that Rav Chesed appears before Emet, or that Rachum is before Chanun, how significant is that? Well, I was genuinely surprised by my own conclusion. I, I originally began um, the work, it wasn't the book, I was giving a uh, shia in Shibat Havatyam uh, more than 20 years ago, I think 25 years ago. And before Rosh Hashanah, I said, let's analyze these Gimel up. And I came back to this every couple of years, I would give it again. Uh, there's a very long genesis to this book. It took 20 years of giving it and recording it and then having people discuss it with me and then writing it up. And I didn't expect in the beginning that I would, among other things, have a connection between one uh, midah and another. My hope was just to explain each midah. I surprised myself. I mean, I, speaking honestly, I was surprised to find that basically, after trying to understand each Midah, I discovered that there is a chain, that there is a connection. There's a, there's a build-up that goes from uh, the beginning uh, towards the end. Uh, if you understand the Midah correctly, or the way I think it's correctly, then it turns out, much to my surprise, that uh, there's an entire development that begins with the very simple, uh, just the name of God, Hashem Hashem, and then Keo, which means power, and then Rachun, which means one thing, and Chanun means something else, and I think it's addressed to a person who has extended, he's used up all the Rachmanut he can get, and therefore he needs Hanina. And after that isn't good enough for him because he's too evil, or he's done too many sins, or he can't be helped, 
he needs to go to the next midah, which is explained differently, which is Erech uh, and then Rav Chesed, and then Emet. And uh, one of the things I tried to show in the book, I hope successfully, is that there aren't just 13 words. There's a real beginning, and there's a real end, and Makay is really, is really the end. It's the final stage, and the stage which goes on the previous, on the previous 12. So therefore, God must be acknowledged as a Rachum and Chanun before we can call him something like a Rav Chesed? One has to be established before the other? I think so. I think so, more or less. And you have to know what you're saying, you know, to do that. But uh, and because these were originally, I didn't actually write it as a book. It was, it was lectures to Tzalmidin, to students in Yeshiva. So most of the chapters, it ends with a, a short uh, paragraph trying to explain if this is the correct explanation to the Mizadin, but what do you have to put into it? What do you have to be thinking? What do you have to be feeling? What do you have to be declaring when you say it? And, uh, and if I'm correct, that it's the way we address God, the way He relates to us, then yes, you have to, you have to create that basis. You have to first mm-hmm. make God your God who is Rachun before he will be started the Rachmanut. Right. And that is the basis for the next stage, which will be Hanina. Right. Yeah, I, you, you got me thinking because I'm thinking now that it is only a God who is a Rachum Chanun and Erech and a Rav Chesed who can then be no Avon. It's only after all that that he's prepared to be a no Avon, correct? That's right. And especially the way I explain in the book, what no Avon means is that God shares in the responsibility for our sins. No literally, he bears our sins. He right. takes part of the bearing of our sins. And so that's a much later stage than merely saying that you certainly forgot to let you off the hook, which might be what the uh, means. And you get to a stage where that doesn't work anymore because it's just too heavy. Your sin can't be ignored uh, or just wiped away. And so then God much more actively comes in response to your calling Him and helps you bear the sin, helps you bear the effect of the sin, and allows you to live and continue to live even though you have this burden which you haven't uh, completely cleaned up yet. So the, the order is, I think, very important. It's not, it's not coincidental. I know this English edition was translated by David Silberberg. This is not a knock on him at all. I'm sure he is, and he proved to be, as I see, you know, unbelievable at this work. But I'm just curious to you because the original was in Hebrew. Did we lose anything in the translation? Are there certain things we could say or analyze in Hebrew about the midot of Hashem that don't come through as well in English? I've been involved in translating for a long time. Translation in general, obviously, is a uh, is a risky endeavor. <laughs> you never know what you're going to be uh, what you're going to be losing. And uh, the translation is not a word word translation. Uh, I also went over it myself since I speak a little English. <laughs> and I hope I hope it's there. But uh, obviously, like some some words are untranslatable. The word lachum v'chanun cannot be translated into English. If lachum means merciful, then you just pick a word at random for chanun and have to explain it. But you lose. A lot of the explanation for the word Chanun is dependent on on, on the Hebrew uh, associations. Tosfot uh, says it's from it's from Lashon Chinam, meaning free, and uh, it means all sorts of things. So I tried to explain that in English, but it was a lot easier in the Hebrew. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think the names of God are in Hebrew, so that's why we dive in Hebrew as well as possible. Right. So essentially, as uh, as as well as so many Sidurim have done over the centuries to translate the 13 attributes, it's never going to be 100% accurate. Well, the best thing you can do is to buy two copies, one in Hebrew, one in English, and read them both. <laughs>
<laughs> and use them both for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Um, Rabbi uh, Ezra Bick, the brand new book is entitled In His Mercy, Understanding the 13 Midot. We start Slichot in the Ashkenazi community this coming Sunday morning. It is an amazing companion. It's a Magid release. I thank our friends at Koren Publishers for bringing it to our attention. You can go to korenpub.com, K-O-R-E-N-P-U-B. Dot com for more information. Rabbi Bick, I uh, take this opportunity, number one, to thank you. It's an amazing work and to wish you a Shana Tova Umetuka. Well, thank you. Tuesday morning, JM in the AM at 12 minutes before 9 o'clock.
in the AM. Udi Davidi with Imesh uh, comes from a CD entitled Time for Everything. Well, tomorrow it's time to head to Bergen County. We're going to be doing our big jam in the AM New Year's celebration. That's right, the brand new year 5774, believe it or not, is a week from tomorrow night. We'll be coming to Bergen County tomorrow. Cedar Market is the place, 646 Cedar Lane in Teaneck, New Jersey. They're having their big grand opening week, and we will be there uh, for our big uh, Bergen County New Year's celebration. Come on out and say hi. Free honey, we're told, for everybody who shows up. Uh, while supplies last because of the uh, brand new year. They want everyone to have a sweet new year. So check it out. Tomorrow, 6 till 9 on Cedar Lane in uh, Teaneck, New Jersey. Should be a lot of fun. We've got the uh, Facebook update page, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, Jewish Radio World with Nachum Siegel, on Twitter at Nachum Siegel Net. Don't forget that, uh, oh, well, not don't forget, I want to take this opportunity to thank the Jewish press. Borough Park Y, everybody responsible for last night's Republican mayoral forum. A very interesting Republican mayoral forum uh, happened last evening. And I thank the Jewish press for letting me uh, host the event and uh, take part in it. It was quite a fascinating night, that's for sure. Uh, so tomorrow we're in Bergen County, Thursday back in the studio, and of course our stream goes all day long with amazing music. We are highly recommending it. Those of you looking for a uh, little bit of information, uh, entertainment, inspiration during the day as we get closer and closer to Slichus, uh, you make sure to be tuned in to our amazing web stream all day long on the stream at jamintheam.org. You'll be glad you did. Wrapping things up with Yehuda Green on a Tuesday morning. <laughs>
brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard and listeners sponsored WFMU East Orange, WMFU Mount Hope, Rockland County at 91.9 on the FM dial, around the world on the web, jmdm.org. Yehuda Green wrapping things up tomorrow morning. We'll be in Teaneck, our big New Year's celebration. That's right. It's happening in Teaneck, New Jersey, Bergen County. Get ready for JM in the AM at 646 Cedar Lane. We look forward to seeing you then. Have a fabulous Tuesday. Keep it on the stream all day long at jmtheam.org. Enjoy ZK's live lunch coming up at 12 noon Eastern time. And pay careful attention to our Facebook update page and, of course, our Twitter handle as well. Uh, till tomorrow, Teaneck, New Jersey. Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.